Igniters, the podcast that sets your soul ablaze. Hi, I'm Fran Melfer with Jenna Wilmers today, and we're really excited to talk to you about things that are going to ignite your life. I love that. I love that the Lord has given us a topic today that's a little tough, mm-hmm. but I think it's worth really delving into. We're going to talk today about whether or not talent is enough. And so saying that, there are many kinds of talents that people have. We, um, we see in the world that the world actually loves the fact that if you have a talent, they're going to uh, just sort of raise you up in that talent. So um, there's a lot of things that we're going to sort of talk to you about that may challenge how you think about yourself and whether or not you do or do not have talent. Isn't it interesting how there's a lot of people out there in the world that have talent but don't fulfill their own potential? I mean, can you imagine that? It it happens, you know. I think that um, there are a lot of people out there who have missed that mark. And it's a good thing that we're going to have this conversation with you today. Yeah. I mean, there's a variety of reasons uh, that people don't reach their full potential. I mean, it could be a lack of ambition, uh, distraction. Yep. I think even for us at the beginning of all this, it was lack of confidence. Uh, We really kind of fought the enemy on even getting started in this. Um. And really, even a lack of opportunity available to them or really even thinking that there is a lack of opportunity. Yeah, we miss that, don't we? Um, uh, We miss it because we have, as we've talked before, sometimes uh, negative self-talk. We've Mm -hmm. been told something, we believe that's something, and um, then we miss the fact that God has opened a door of opportunity for us. So I think that's really one of the reasons that people don't necessarily understand that they have a talent, or if they do, uh, they think that's all they need. Well, and talent, sometimes people ride that wave and rely solely on their talent to reach their full potential. That's right. And... You might have all the talent in the world, but you could still talk yourself out of doing it in the first place. <laughs> That's exactly what I was saying, right? It's, it's like we've programmed our minds. Absolutely. It really goes back to some of the earlier things we said. You know, sometimes there is that place um, to reboot our minds to say, okay, um, it doesn't have to stay the way that it is. Um, you might think that uh, today is not the right time for you. Or you might even say, you know, I don't have enough money or um, I'm not good enough. Those are the negative self-talk things that we often pre-program our brains to believe. You know, one that really gets me is people who say, I don't have the right job title. Oh, yeah. There is nothing in a title. That's right. You can be leading and doing things at any level. And if you're not... You're not in the right frame of mind. That's right. I mean, that's exactly how the enemy um, works. So he puts us into this world. Here we are, and we're taking our journey through. And we've been told that you climb a ladder, Mm -hmm. and that ladder is often by job title. Uh, So you're compensated that way. You're given a that a boy uh, or that a girl uh, kind of thing that says, oh, now I'm excelling. So this is the way it has to be. Uh, My my talents are proving to be good for me. True. 
So I want to just uh, tell you that you, you can get stuck. Um, I, I remember feeling very stuck uh, myself, you know, like I was in a job for a long time and um, I was doing what I believed I wanted to do, but there were things I wanted to try different, but I, I didn't feel confident and I felt a little bit sort of, well, this is, this is my role. This is as far mm-hmm. as I'm going to go. But that's not the truth, um, you know, because history is just really filled with many stories of talented individuals who never fulfilled their potential. And most of that is because of the negative self-speak. And sometimes it's the lack of discipline. I got to confess, I'm not an overtly disciplined individual, but we can work on those things, right? Or maybe the direction or even... Um, what it is that you want to figure out. You don't know what your passion is, so you're sort of not sure how to move forward. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that, right, Jenna? I love what John Maxwell says uh, in his book called Talent is Never Enough. It says, the biggest obstacle to success for the most people is their lack of their belief in themselves. Isn't that something? That's a good one. They don't trust themselves, which results in self-imposed limitations that creates a ceiling on what they can accomplish. I mean, just simply embracing positive beliefs will help you materialize the resources and that inner strength within you that you need to develop your talent. I mean, if it's that simple, why aren't more people doing it? Well, and and that's really, that is really what we're talking about, Um, I know that Jenna and I felt that we were not talented in the way that we felt a podcaster should be. Yes. And um, we kind of kept saying, why would the Lord ask us Mm -hmm. to uh, start something that we did not, quote unquote, feel talented in? Yet we had many other really significant talents. And what I love is that what he did was he says, well, use what you have. Well, and he also showed us a way to that we needed to develop. It's your talent is something that continually needs to be developed, just like your passion. Yeah, it's not uh, going out and just being like, okay, well, I, I'm the best. You don't start off as the best. You have to practice and practice, and you have to develop your skill sets. It's like pouring water on the fire of your life if yeah. you if you don't develop them. Well, if you think about it, if you know you have a talent for, we know that there are people who just have an ear for music, let's say. Yes. Right? They can sit down at a piano, and somehow they already have an innate understanding of the keys. Now, that's great. They have a a self-taught, maybe, Mm -hmm. way of learning. But what happens is that'll only take them so far that talent. So what happens is they start practicing more and more. Maybe they hire someone to teach them um, more skill sets within the framework of their talent. Yeah. I mean, in our our society, unfortunately, because it's not the best, uh, they really place a huge emphasis on your talent. Yeah. I mean, there's natural abilities that come to some people, like you were just saying, that seem effortless. Uh, to certain people, but I mean, 
even think back to when we were kids and <laughs> sports kind yeah. of are a big thing when you're younger because that's really all you can do besides go to school, right? Well, it's recess, right? Yeah. It's sports. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Brings out the competitive that's nature right. of everyone. <laughs> um, but there always seemed to be like that one kid that was always good at everything, yeah. whether they played football or baseball yeah. or any sport, anything they they set I their know. hands to. and. We would all sit back and always say, oh, that kid's amazing, and they're they're going places. That's we, right. We would always say that. And you fast forward to, like, high school when we're not in recess anymore. Exactly. And all of a sudden, all the kids who were hanging out with this kid, learning from them, are now getting better, too. Right. And because that, maybe that kid thought, well, I'm the best at this. I don't need to practice. I don't need to get better. Mm then these other kids come up and start surpassing them and receiving uh, opportunities. And suddenly the talent kid has competition. Yeah, well, and and I love that you said that because it's not something I gave a lot of thought to. (laughs) I, you know, you just think talented people are always going to be, wherever you are, they're going to be just a step ahead of you. Yes. Um, And so just hearing you say that part about, you know, they'll catch up or they can, if, if a talented person relies solely on their talent without doing the, the necessary discipline mm-hmm. <laughs> that I said I sometimes <laughs> lack, I mean, it, it does require that, um, then they could potentially fall behind. Well, and you, you talk about the discipline, which is, mm-hmm. is great because I do think a lot of talented people fall back on complacency that's where a, yeah. they're again they have that they sometimes have the thought or the enemy actually will try to put the thought in their head that well they're not going to get any better or right. they're not gonna well i'm be at able the top to, i'm i'm, I'm yes, at yes. the top i don't need to work as hard as everyone else well and that complacency really hinders their growth and development really preventing them from reaching their full potential right exactly Um, You know, sometimes in our business world with people who are naturally talented, an individual will experience success. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think any one of us who is in the business world, we can point to somebody, whether in our work environment, that says that person is successful or they have, excuse me, they have what it takes to become successful. Yeah. But, you know... That's what I think we want to impress upon you is that um, talent is is really just not enough. Not. And that's really the title here today. We want to talk about that a little bit more. So um, I think you were talking to us about um, how there's the chance for someone who may not have the natural abilities to um, work at it. And you shared a story with me about um, when you were younger. Oh, yes. You know, I'd love for you to tell the people how that worked out for you. Oh, sure. So when I was in the seventh grade, uh, I living in the South, we showed up to school and, you know, it was first day of school, right? And I found out that uh, my school didn't have co-ed gym class. And I just was kind of like, oh, well, how does that work? Then? And I found out that the girls were put into what they called cheerleading class. And with that, the high school cheerleading coach would come to the school every day and teach us how to cheer. Okay. And so I thought, oh, 
this is going to be a cakewalk. How hard could this be? Because, you know, everybody already feels that cheerleading is not a sport. And I would, you know, behoove you to try it before you start knocking it. But anyways, <laughs> we won't go there. But so I spent a year practicing and I, I just fell in love with it. And I would go home and I would spend hours in front of my my door of my house. It was, uh, it had glass in it. So I would do all the moves and practice and watch myself so that I could get better. And so then, you know, fast forward to uh, ninth grade, I moved up north and uh, went to try out for the cheerleading team. And I was the only freshman that made the JV team. And I remember all the girls being so mad because they didn't make the team, the the higher team. And And I'm sure there were girls there who were already very good. There were. And they expected yes, uh, that they might be able to just breeze in the competition and get right into the squad. They did. And and then it turned into they became very negative towards mm. me, uh, didn't want to hang out with me. Uh, they took my confidence as me thinking that I was better than them. Mm. And I, I really didn't. I just, I mean, I knew that I had talent, but I didn't take it in that mindset so that was very hard and difficult at that time and when you're young like that you don't understand that you aren't right. you're not really able to wrap your head around all of that you're still kind of looking at your peers and trying mm-hmm. to want to be accepted all yeah. of the things that the world would tell us that we need you know to be cared for accepted so jealousy is a really difficult thing at a young age to deal with it is well and then that was during football season at the beginning of the year. And then around Christmas time, we had tryouts for basketball season. And at basketball season, I was the only freshman that made the varsity team. And so, again, it created that gap uh, between me and my peers uh, that were of the same age. And it really just kind of exacerbated the negativity and again it put me in a place of loneliness for Mm -hmm. a time sure uh but I was also doing something that I love to do and so I was able to continue to move forward and put one foot in front of the other because all I did was focus on cheerleading and that's what helped me through that time and I had again when you're younger you just you can't wrap your head around some of the things and lessons that you're learning. Well, you know, Jenna, what I like about your story is, is that you sort of proved our point that said, even if you don't have the natural ability, but it is a passion in your life, something that you enjoy, um, don't let someone or the world around you tell you you're not good enough or that, because what Jenna just proved is she went and she worked really hard, um, you said hours in front hours. of, you know, <laughs> practicing and practicing. And so we know that there are people out there who have a natural talent. Um, like, let's take a, a sports figure from today, for instance. Like, mm-hmm. there's, there's Shaq. Oh, yeah. You know, right? Big, big <laughs> guy. Very talented basketball player. Um, that kind of sets him apart. But... Let's just face it, the guy is huge, and besides that, he's a giant, so he can spend uh, a lot more time applying his mind and soul to the one thing, right? That was the sport. 
and he had some extra help, his height, mm -hmm. um, but his talent. So just like any kind of artist uh, spends more time in front of a uh, canvas or a musician playing a guitar, everyone has to practice, even those that have a level of talent yeah. uh, in order to stay at the top of their game. Mm -hmm. So so what we're trying to say is it's an ongoing process for anyone um, that that you just often have to take the time to say, this is my passion, this is the person, the, and the, and the f kind of the, the very purpose for which I'm living, so I'm going to go for it. Yeah. I'm just going to go for it. I, I said it, I think, in a couple of episodes back, maybe something like, you know, we, we can take the Nike theme. I like the Nike theme, actually, yeah. more so now than I probably did when I first heard it, which is just do it. Mm -hmm. uh, overcome. Whether whether you have no talent and you think, well, that's all I need is just to have talent. No. Hard work will get you where you want to go. It's talent just isn't enough for it. Well, and something I'm also kind of getting downloaded right now, too, is uh, talents and gifts. I mean, kind of are synonymous in this. Yeah. Um, you might have a gift to do something and you might not think that you're good enough to do it. Mm -hmm. Like. I think people have told other people, oh, you missed your calling. <laughs> that's right. You know? Ooh, that's really good. And so, again, it's things where you might not feel like you're good enough, but if other people around you are telling you that and encouraging you that, it's kind of like a nudge from Jesus a little bit. Right. Uh, it's kind of like that reminds me of the story of the guy in the boat and <laughs> it's flooding and He's yeah. like, Jesus, save me. And so he goes on to the roof and he sends a boat. And he's like, no, I'm waiting on Jesus. I'm not That's getting right. the boat. And then he sends a helicopter and he's like, no, I'm waiting on Jesus. God's got it, right? right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting on Jesus. And then he dies and he gets to heaven and Jesus is like, he's like, Jesus, why didn't you save me? And Jesus was like, man, I sent the boat and the helicopter and you said no. It's well, like, it, it's a great analogy for... <laughs> excuse me, um, for our life, because honestly, I hadn't thought of that, what you said about, you know, people say, oh, you missed your calling. And I've had people say to me things like, oh, you're this, aren't you? And I'm like, oh. no, I'm not. Um, as an example, you're a teacher, aren't you? Oh. Uh, maybe by my mannerisms or the way that I, I speak, um, how I tend to dress myself. Um, these are all trigger things, actually, in my life that I had to learn. But people saw things in me and said, oh, I think you could be a teacher. Now, I'm not a teacher in the sense of what we would think, but I have the ability to share information. So that's where I'm starting. And I love that. So thank you for reminding us that there are people around you who are going to notice those gifts and talents that you have, and you can build upon them. And that's why we really like the, the concept of a fire, right? Because yes. <clears throat> as we've said, I can have this nice warm fire that I've built, you know, campfire, and I can be sitting around it and enjoying it, maybe even making some s'mores on it, you know, <laughs> having some treats in between. But that is just a comfort zone for me. And if I don't take the willingness to say, you know, if I add just a little bit of more fuel, a little more knowledge, or a little more something, I could build a bonfire. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's really what we're saying is passion 
um, is that bonfire of our lives. And so uh, having other people recognize things in you, that's a good clue that God's saying, here's an opportunity for you to grow into that very God-given life assignment that I have for you. Right. And, but also don't be scared if you encounter a setback. Right. Because it's the determination to persevere is going to separate those who achieve their assignment. That's right. And those who don't. And embracing failure is a learning opportunity for everybody. Mm -hmm. And using setbacks to grow stronger is really the biggest key to success. That's right. And there have been times where even with us doing this podcast and uh, with the ministry, because this uh, podcast is really brought to you by Sparklight Ministry, uh, we have gone through setbacks, but then as we moved forward we would then see, oh, that's why the Lord didn't want us to talk about that just yet because mm-hmm. he moved us that's and right. showed us, this is where I want you to go with that um, podcast. And without that hand-holding or the provision, um, yeah, we wouldn't have shared what he wanted us to share. There's a, a verse in the Bible, and I'm sorry, I can't quote exactly where, um, but it, it says essentially this. I think it's in the book of Philippians. And it says, um, with God, all things, not some, maybe a little, but all things are possible. I think we read that and go, that's a nice saying. And, you know, I haven't seen those possibilities. Maybe you're someone who uh, already has a relationship with God and you're like, yeah, I, I know that verse. I remember that verse, but I don't see possibilities out there. It's kind of like the story of the man who's in a flood, and he, he, God is sending messages to you, but if we're not open to understanding how he speaks to us, or if you're someone who says, well, I don't have that kind of relationship with mm. God, for instance. I don't know what you're talking about. How does God speak? Well, I want to tell you that we all have a mind, and we have what's known as a subconscious mind. So those are the things that we don't even recognize are a part of our thinking. They're under underneath. Well, when you accept that God is your uh, Savior, and, and you say to him, I'm going to trust you with my life, what happens is he gives you this tool, or in our case, this person, Kind of like you ever hear like somebody whispering in your ear, that kind mm-hmm. of state when we talk about, yeah. well, that's the Holy Spirit. So sometimes we get these feelings or impressions in our life and we're like, where did that thought come from? Why? It's the Holy Spirit. So if you start listening to those thoughts that you think to yourself, where did that come from? Or you ask for them, like, I really would like to understand better What is the purpose of my life? How many of us don't go through life going, I don't know what the purpose of my life is? Well, Jenna and I, we really want to help ignite for you um, that innate place that God designed for you. And he's the only one who can reveal it. He is. And we've experienced it. Yes. We've, We've walked that path. So we're not just saying words to you. We're really sharing our journey that we went on. Um, even in our strategic planning last year, yeah. there were times where 
we would get to a point where both of us couldn't come up with something and we were just like, okay, that's the time that we need to pray. And so we would stop what we were doing, put everything down and pray. And then every time it, because it was like three or four times. Yeah, quite a bit. <laughs> it, it was a flood. It was, we couldn't write fast enough. And then uh, we would share with each other what came to one another. And then it would be like connecting all the dots. And then it would be like, oh, yes, or oh, yes. And it just well, was I love beautiful. That. I actually love that because uh, we say we prayed. Now, for some of you, you're like, uh, you understand what prayer is, but many of you are like, you know, prayer. Well, prayer is actually having a conversation with a friend, and your mm -hmm. friend is Jesus. Yes. I mean, just like we were doing that together, um, first, it was Jesus who imparted to us. Mm -hmm. So if you had a problem, what's the first thing you're going to go do? You're going to go find somebody who you can talk to. And someone who's going to maybe listen and perhaps even someone who's a coach or someone that you value in your life and say, what do you think about that? Well, that's what prayer is. Prayer is going to have a conversation with Jesus, who is the one that says everything is possible for you. I, I know I can open doors for you when doors are shut for you. I can impart to you ideas and thoughts that you never thought about. That's been the joy of what it means to be an ember igniter for us, is we don't have all the answers, but we know what God has done for us. And we and know we, where to get the answers. And we know he can do it for you too. And that's what we really want is for your passion, for your growth and your purpose and resilience and all of that uh, to become a, a blaze, if you want to say it yes. that way, in your life. And it's possible today. And we really want you to remember that you are meant for more. And you are meant for a greater purpose than your talent alone. And we just want you to embrace your journey, align with your passion with Jesus, and step into the fullness of your God-given life assignment. Because we can tell you it is such a rewarding journey. And, you know, as the verse says, you will receive exceedingly and abundantly more than you could ever ask or think. I mean, that's happened to us. And it has. We, we're coming towards the end of our first year mm -hmm. of working together, and we're going to step into a season where we're going to ask the Lord, what do you have for us upcoming? And um, But before we do that, we went back and we did a looks. When the word remember Anywhere in the scripture, it's because it says you already know something. You just have to remember it. And he says, remember. Well, we look back to remember, well, what has happened in this year. And we were astounded that we had met everyone of what we thought at the time were pretty aggressive yes. um, steps to take in developing ourselves, our personal growth, our ministry growth. And it just fuels us <laughs> to step into this next phase of what's coming and say, if that's what you did for us in this one year, what can you do in the next year for us? And so time is of no consequence to God. No, and I, I just want to add to that, just to put this into perspective, the Lord helped us accomplish everything that was yep. on our plan in six months. Yeah. We thought these were audacious three to five year goals mm -hmm. that they were going to be, you know, out there. And in six months, he accomplished it all. 
I think that that should, well, I hope it does. I Maybe do, I, do. <laughs> I should say, I hope uh, that it encourages you uh, because that is the goal of understanding who you are. Yes. You were made special. You are special. And uh, the Lord has said, before you were even thought about or even conceived, this is from Jeremiah. He was a young man, and God was saying, I want you to go do this. And he was like, who are you talking to? I'm a young man. But he said, even before you were conceived in your mother's womb, I knew you. Mm -hmm. And I had a plan for your life. And your youth, that doesn't have to stop you. In my case, my age doesn't have to stop me. Definitely not. I hope you can see that in us. Um, we're moving forward. Uh, we're trying to fan the flame of our life, and we want to fan the flame of your life. Yes. Well, that's it for today's episode. We really uh, are just honored to be able to share the message with you. Um, we just ask that uh, for you to please like and mm-hmm. share and subscribe to our podcast to receive the notifications for our yeah. next episodes that come out. Our episodes drop on the second Wednesday of every month. You can do this by going to uh, our channels on YouTube, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Uh, You can also catch us on our Facebook page or on our website at www.sparklightministry.com. And I just want to remind people, um, we are Sparklight Ministry, but our podcast is under the name of Ember Igniters. So when you're searching... Just remember those things. So, well, thanks for joining us. Now go out and set the world on fire.